You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. Check out the Outlaw Race Series, man. It includes the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon Ultra, and their upcoming race on July 11th, the Dark and Dirty. Uh, I believe it's sold out, but I think you can still run, but you may get last year's medal. So I don't know, look it up on Facebook, send them a message and find out if there are still openings. It's a night run, ought to be a great time and uh, put on by some great folks. You'll enjoy it. Um, the, the Outlaw Race Series, the the main race for it is the Outlaw 100 and uh, you need to check that out. Tough race um, and uh, it's in February. Uh, the weather can be anywhere from freezing and snowy and icy to, I don't know, to just cool. Ah, whatever. It's it's a tough race, really technical trails. Uh, you probably want to check that out. Um, and uh, today's episode is also brought to you by T8.run, gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. Uh, their flagship product are the Commando Shorts. They're guaranteed to keep you chafe free. In fact, my friend Justin Turnbull messaged me this week. He said, I ran 18 miles soaking wet with sweat. No chafing. <laughs> so, man, they work uh, really good, man. I ran, in fact, I ran this morning with those on, and uh, yeah, they feel so nice. So check it out, and uh, if you go to t8.run, and uh, any order you place, you put in 50-runtheriot. Again, that is 50-runtheriot if you order from t8.run, and you'll get a discount. So check that out. All right, guys, today's episode, a little bit different. Uh, I, I posted a little bit about the Run OK 100 Miler that we did last, it'll actually be two weeks when this comes out, and um, I said I'd do a race report on the podcast. So this is a little bit race report, uh, a little bit Jen and I talking about uh, some future race stuff and some past race stuff, and uh, a little bit of life. So um, it's kind of a hodgepodge uh, for this one, but I hope you get some, we, we talked about some quite a few things, and so I hope you get some some good information out of that, uh, out of it, and uh, just hope you enjoy it. Just take us on a run with you and listen, and um, yeah, just enjoy uh, us talking about running. Pretend like we're running there with you. So uh, check it out. Race report for the Run OK 100 and conversation with Jen. Here we go. today's episode of the run the riot podcast i'm going to be doing a a race report on a hundred miler i ran uh, last weekend Uh, i believe when this comes out it'll be two weeks from the day uh ran it here in oklahoma and i've got jen with me because uh, she helped me out a little bit and we're gonna talk about some other things after the race report but uh thank you for joining me jen my pleasure david all right she's not got talking to mike my pleasure, David. <laughs> That's better. See, they could hear that. See the little uppy downy thingies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, the Run OK One Hundred um, was put on by Kathy Bratton. She also uh, she was on episode twelve. If you've listened to episode twelve of the podcast, uh, Kathy is a legend around here. And this was her sixtieth birthday. She did, wanted to put on a race for her 60th birthday. She wanted to run 100 miles. And Jen, what do you think about somebody wanting to r- run 100 miles for their 60th birthday? Y'all aren't right in the head. All right. <laughs> so the um, I believe this was number 43 or 4,400 milers for Kathy. It's pretty incredible. Um, and, and it was pretty neat watching her. She was just consistent the whole day and the whole night just running the race and just happy. And so anyway, so I had to do it um, because it was, you know, there's not a lot of races going on and it's Kathy. And it, also it was here in the town we live in, in Owasso, Oklahoma. 
And um, how do you get 100 miles in Owasso, Oklahoma? You might be thinking if you know anything about Owasso. Well, you do 10 miles out and back 10 times. <laughs> so let me just let me just say say this. I've only done up until this one I did one other 100 miler um that was on concrete and that was also a Kathy Bratton race and that was the Tulsa Urban Ultra. This Tulsa Urban Ultra was um 25 mile loop around the cool places in Tulsa and our dog is just tripping right Hello. now. <laughs> the Tulsa urban ultra and um that was rough being on cement for that far and uh i have to say i do prefer the trails over um yeah i do prefer the trails over the the cement and the concrete but anyway that being said um we decided i decided i was gonna do it it was gonna be a lot of people i knew good friends and with it being a so it started in centennial park that's a small park here in um in uh Owasso, and she was able to get, I think, a little less than four miles in the park, and part of it was an out and back and a loop. And then um, after we did that, then we went basically down the road and just did a big out and back uh, for the rest of it. And um, we had an aid station on the, you know, at the turnaround was at a Christine and Joshua Fisher's house, and Christine was running the race, and they did an excellent job. It was in their garage. It was a family ordeal, and they took care of us and and. Uh, even later on in the heat of the day, I got to jump in their pool and it was very necessary. Anyway, all that to say, uh, it was, it was, uh, definitely, uh, had some redundancy there, 10 out and backs on the streets and there was not much cover. And if you've been around here, um, any time recently, it's been hot, it's been humid. And, uh, luckily that day there was a good bit of overcast skies, but the humidity just stuck and it was hot and we stayed wet. So anyway, we started the race, um, seven o'clock in the morning after some hellos and some high fives and visiting with folks I hadn't seen in a while. And, and we took off and at the front, it was me and, uh, my friend, Justin Walker, who He's he he's lived here. He lived here in Tulsa for up and up until I guess uh, a couple years ago, and then he moved to Kansas. And uh, he's a strong runner, good guy. He coaches people, um, and so him and I were talking about our plans for the race. And uh, so we ran together for a while. We were talking about our goals for the race, and um, yeah, we went out way too fast. But it was good while it was cool in the morning. We tried to get you know get some miles in, and um, but we. Paid for it a little later. And then uh, shortly uh, after we started, uh, Micah Bevins, uh, a local strong 100-mile runner, um, he joined us. And so we had the the trio uh, doing the out and backs for about, I guess I guess we were together about 30 miles. Um, and every time we passed Kathy or crossed Kathy on one of the out and backs, we sang happy birthday. We got creative. We sang it in different ways. And, uh, it was, it was fun. It was fun. It always made us smile, made her smile. But you know, what was, what's pretty uh, neat at the beginning of the first, I guess, 20 miles to 30 miles, we were doing pretty well. We were talking, we were laughing, we were catching up, just enjoying it, running, having a good time. And then, um, uh, for a while, I think, uh, I think Micah got a little quiet. I think he was having trouble with his, with his back or he was ha- just having a little trouble and he ended up, um, peeling off for a little while. And then, and then Justin and I ran together for a good while. And, um, you know, when you run with somebody and you're talking and you, you just having a good time and then you just kind of get quiet. It started getting hot. We were sweating. We we're having trouble keeping up with hydration and man, we just kind of just kind of putting our heads down, man, and, and, and hashing it out. It got really hot. It got really sticky and, um, it, it was rough. So we had to make the conscious decision. I did anyway, of just really backing off in the heat of the day and hoping I would uh, rally in the evening. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of my, my plan. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you have a plan, you have a goal, you know, we were kind of shooting like, I don't know, we can get 18 hours. And, um, it wasn't too, too long where we realized like, mm, might not do that. <laughs> not in these conditions. Um, so it was, it, you know, we were doing our thing. Uh, Jen, what time did you and the girls come? Uh, y'all came once, once I think the kids woke up, you came around noon. Yeah. Um, we were probably about five hours 
you know, into the race, I think. So yeah, we were probably about, I don't know, 30 to, we were at mile 30 when you got there. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) I liked uh, the enthusiasm you got there. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So we were about mile 30. She, they came in, she came to check on, you know, make sure I was alive, make sure, check if, see if I needed anything, see if I needed any food. And the kids hung out at the park for a little bit. Um, little did she know, uh, later in the day when it got dark, um, you know, I, I'm a planner. Folks who listen to the podcast probably heard about my spreadsheets. And if you talk to Jen, you know, she, she's always making fun of me about my, my charts, my spreadsheets, my documentation, and the little papers I carry with me about what I have and what drop bag and what aid station and, and all that stuff. And so I, for some reason in my brain, because it was local, I just just wasn't too worried about it. And um, as it started to get dark, I realized that a lot of the areas we were running in, especially in the park, there was no lights. There were no lights. And so I brought just one little bitty handheld LED light that I was going to keep with me, which probably would have worked. But when I got to the start finish, I couldn't find it. So we were about, I was about mile 60 at the start finish. And I couldn't find my light. So luckily, we live about, I don't know, five, six miles down the road. So I called Jen and I said, help, (laughs) help me. I need, oh wait, that's the second thing. Um, The first thing that happened was uh, when you came the first time, somehow my my phone Mm. camera stayed on. So you, I gave it to you to, you know, to take home the charge. And you had, you came back Mm -hmm. after that to bring me my phone um, with everything going on in the world, I wanted to keep my phone with me in case Jen needed to contact me or whatever, just to, to know what was going on in the world. And, um, so that was a, a snafu. I didn't have anything to charge my phone. And then, and then I had to call her back to bring my headlamp. So Jen, when I called you to get my headlamp, um, tell me about what happened there that was uncharacteristic as you were. As I went through your step, I realized that all your headlamps were dead, (laughs) which is very uncharacteristic of you because normally you have everything taken care of and I was shocked and appalled. And and then finally, just as I was gonna give up, I found that one and you wear it in your middle instead of on your head. So I brought that. The one I wear in my middle, my, my you mean my my Ultra Spire Lumens, the belly button lamp, the belly button, <laughs> the belly button. That's the new name for it, the Ultra Spire belly button lamp. All right, so I will have to I will let uh, Jody and Bryce know at uh, Ultra Spire that we're going to change the name to I the want belly button some lamp. Kind of royalty from. And you want royalties for the belly button lamp? Yeah. So she she brought my belly button lamp and and you found two of those little handheld LED lights that I had as backup. Yeah, I pretty much saved the day. She pretty much saved the day. She did. So I ran a section of it. It was it was pretty dark already. So I ran a section in the dark while I waited for her because I wasn't going to sit there and wait. Um, And so, um, yes, I I ran kind of in the dark. Luckily, I was still kind of able to see. And um, by the time I got back near the start finish on that loop, I was able to run in and uh, Jen saved the day. I put on my lamp and yeah, I was able to keep on trucking. So um, it was pretty rough. Um, I think um, it was at mile 60 uh, when when I got the lamp. Jen, you asked me a question because you could tell I was pretty tired. Uh, I was pretty drained. I was behind on food. My stomach was funky because of the heat and... You asked me, you remember what you asked me? You asked me, um, are you really going to run 100 miles? <laughs> That's what you asked me. And I was sitting there and I was tired and and I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that was like, well, I could go home. <laughs> I could be home in five minutes. What? But it was at mile 60. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to run 100 miles. And so, yeah. Too bad you can't hear eye rolls. Yeah, she's rolling her eyes. So, so we, um, yeah, so I, I, I kept trucking. I think about that time, um, uh, Justin had kind of, um, he was kind of t- taking some time at some aid stations. He was needing to take a little longer, um, 
Okay, I mean, we were all just just beat up. There were a lot of there were a lot of there was a lot of carnage on the on the course. Uh, there was some puking going on. There were some people who were way behind. There were some blisters being popped. Uh, I have to say this uh, that um, oh man, I can't remember his name. I'm uh, he. I feel so bad. The the guy who who passed me and was in first place for a while. Uh, he man, he had a uh, he's one of. Uh, I'm gonna get his name uh, while we're talking, but um, he's one of Justin's. Um, Justin coached him, and he had a run walk strategy from the beginning. I think he would he would run nine minutes and walk a minute from the beginning, like at the very beginning. And we're just cruising along at eight minute pace, and he's just run walking, run walking. But he he was he caught up, and he you know I was uh, when I was taking my time during the day because of the heat, and he passed me up, and he. He was in first place. And so about the time, uh, a little bit later, um, when I was going back out, I think that might have been when you gave me the the lamp, he was, um, they were repairing some issues on his foot. He had a blister on his foot and uh, I was able to get ahead of him. And uh, yeah, so I was able to get back into first place, you know, and I really wasn't too concerned about it. Um, I was just running my race, doing my thing. But, um, but as the night came and it cooled off and here's what I want to tell you. Sometimes in an ultra, I mean, it gets rough and I was feeling rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, one of the guys that saw me, uh, in fact, Micah, when we crossed a few times later, he said, man, you were looking bad. Your eyes were all sunken in and everything else. We, when we talked about it afterwards and I was like, really, normally I can kind of fake it, you know, like I can make it. I'm feeling like garbage and I like, I can fake it and be like, what's up? You know? And then a little while later I just got, but, um, yeah, he said I looked pretty bad and, and I was feeling pretty bad, but so when the night came on and it got, it cooled a little bit. Um, I'm not going to lie. I took a lot of time at the aid stations, um, way more than I think any hundred for the 200. I took a lot of time, but for any hundred, I took a lot of time to sit down and try to get some calories down and it paid off because I started to rally. I started to feel a little, you know, just, just incrementally better. And I think my, my mile 80 to a hundred was probably way faster than my 60 to 80. Um, I just, I felt good. I was still kind of power, power hike. The, uh, the, there was a few uphills, but man, I just, I would just, I was running. I was feeling good. I was just ready to get done. And, um, so it's, it's, it's really nice after suffering for so long to be able to just kind of rally and come back and, and just get it done, you know, and, and, and run through. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I kept, you know, rallied and, and I knew, I mean, we knew long since that, that, you know, 18 hours was out, 19 hours was out. I was hoping to catch it and keep it as close to 20 as possible, but I ended up doing 20 hours and 14 minutes. I finished, uh, first. And so, uh, I got it done and, um, I didn't die. So, yeah, so that was a good thing. And so I just want to uh, like thank Kathy for putting that on. I have crazy friends that put on 100-mile races uh, for their birthday <laughs> and, and that we get to do craziness like that. Um, big lessons I learned from it, um, which is a lesson I, I should have learned a long time ago. Don't go out too fast. There's a balance because early in the morning when it's cool, I want to get some miles in, um, but I probably should have slowed it down a little bit sooner you know as it heated up i tried to keep the same pace and and we were granted you know justin and and um and we were just we were just talking you know and having a good time and and micah we were you know visiting talking about life talking about everything and um so you know we just we probably pushed a little bit too much um it's hard when it's hot to to keep your calories and i'm a sweater and so it's really hard to to stay um, hydrated properly. It's just really hard. I mean, I constantly drank and, and I was behind. In fact, I weighed myself after when I got home, I had a protein shake, I had some other food and stuff and I weighed myself. Um, and I was 10 pounds below, um, when I started the race after hydrating a whole bunch, drinking a protein shake and eating some grub. So, um, yeah, so I was pretty behind on that. So that's the hard part. I, I just heat, I struggle with heat sometimes and everybody has their own things that they struggle with. And so that was one of my, my things. I think I thrive a little bit more when it's cold. Uh, my PR was really cold. Um, I just, uh, yeah, my body's a little more efficient in colder temperatures. So yeah, I got home, uh, finished at three 30. I was home a little after four o'clock in the morning and then 
Got up. I, I think I slept about an hour, hour and a half. Had to get up. Went to church. Taught Sunday school. <laughs> and then we had a family thing after that. And we all got together. And it was I, Father's Day. It was Father's Day. That's right. So we had a family get together for Father's Day. And so I really didn't didn't sleep much until that boy boy, I slept well Sunday night (laughs) I did pretty good too I was actually pretty coherent with the family and all that so you weren't too awful grouchy I I wasn't too awful grouchy you weren't too awful grouchy all right okay so um anyway so Jen we need to talk about that's it on that um so just it was a good race got it done learned some lessons uh it was great training for what we got next and so um so jen we're going to talk a little bit about some things that we got going on i need to give next. a shout out to megan diddy because she was there yes i'm um, working the turnaround aid station and no, she was she was a start finish start finish whatever um and promised me she would take care of you and she did so she's awesome yeah, yeah. When I came back in and you were gone, she said, "Hey, she, she came to check on me. I promised your wife I'd take care of you, and so she did. She did. And there were there was um, good uh, good aid station. I mentioned the Fisher family; they were awesome. Um, uh, uh, Alicia was out there, um, and and she was a big help. And then also Cat Carr was at the start finish, big help. Um, everybody that that volunteered to help, man, just appreciate it. We can't do what we do." Uh, without good age station volunteers giving us ice in our drinks was awesome so all right jen so um all right this is coming out um this saturday and a week from when this comes out i'm gonna be doing um probably be doing silver heels in um fair play yeah so that's what i've got next i'll be 200s in three weeks roughly yeah yeah because it was the 20th so um silver hills is 100 yeah 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 so so uh, that and uh, i did have uh, i did the um um what is it called the last call 50 mile before on that course but the silver hills is 100 mile it goes a little bit further and has a um, two out and backs to silver hills mine it's starts at just under 10,000 feet and goes up and so I am, I, I think I'm going into this one with the right mindset because when I did the 50 mile there, Jen, you got a call at mile 32. And what, what did I tell you at mile 32? I quit. <laughs> did I say I quit or kind of no, basically, huh? Pretty much. You're like, this sucks. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so mile 32, the, the, the elevation was getting to me. I pushed too hard. It's kind of a reoccurring theme. It sounds like. I uh, threw up a few times and, and I had actually told them at the aid station that I was done and uh, Sherpa John, the race director, came, talked to me and said, hey, look, just sit here a little while. We won't accept your resignation yet. Um, eat some chips, you know, and if you weigh ahead of cutoff, if you feel feel like it, you can go back out. So Jen gets a, a text from me about an hour or two later. I guess about two hours later, because I waited till I was well into the course so you wouldn't talk me out of it. Yeah, because I was pretty worried because you were running that far away from me and I wasn't there to see you. So I was almost relieved. Well, I was relieved when you quit. Yeah, you told me like, oh, good job. Way to listen to your body, baby. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I was so proud of you. Um, And then, yeah, and I was like all at ease and I'm like, everything's going to be okay. And then... someone doesn't listen to their body <laughs> or, or, or use you know the judgment you know among other things i don't think any hundred milers would get ran if you guys really used good judgment or even <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so there went all my happiness <laughs> <laughs> well what happened um so there was a group of guys, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, uh, but um, there were a group of guys who had told me, they came to me and said, look, we're just having fun and you're welcome to come hang out with us. And so I told them, nah, I'm good. And then when I started feeling better, I figured they were close enough that I could catch them. And so I called them and we, we did, I mean, we, we had a good time. We cut up, we kind of power hiked, jogged a little bit. And then uh, at the last turnaround, when I had, I think about eight miles left, I was like, you know, kind of when I, at the end, when I kind of smell the barn or whatever you want to say, I, I, I just took off and got it finished. 
And so, um, so yeah, that was my, that, that took a long, that was a 14 and a half hour, 50 mile. So that being said, this is a hundred mile on much of the same course. And so I am going into it with the mindset of, um, I'm going to carry a little bit heavier pack because they're, because of COVID, they're making some changes. There won't be as much of the aid stations. I'll be able to do drop bags. My drop bags are going to be full. I'm going to be carrying a little more in my pack with me. And I'm really using it as training for Moab, and I'm not going to try to speed demon it. I promise, Jim. <laughs> I promise. Uh, I, I even told uh, M- Micah Bevins was looking at doing it. I'm not sure if he is or not, but I told him I'm going to look at this one as a slow grinder. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty up there. It'll be fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to go and enjoy it. Think of it as a, a long hike. The, the only thing is I've never done a 100-miler. That took longer than 24 hours, and I'm pretty sure this one's going to take longer. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So after that, um, we've got uh, our postponed. Now, in October, I've got to make a decision. Um, we've got the Oklahoma City Marathon in October that was postponed from um, from earlier April. in the year. Yeah, If it's going to happen, I, I don't know if it's still going to happen. I mean, who knows? I, it's the week before Moab the Moab 240. And so if I do do it, it's going to be just, just really jogging it and enjoy myself. Um, not going to race it hard or anything. You'll still beat me though. Well, I don't know about all that. (laughs) And I think we're supposed to dress up as green lantern or something. It depends on if I lose about 20 pounds. (laughs) Why, 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 what does that have to do with the green lantern? Because it's a very form-fitting outfit. It's a form-fitting, okay, okay. <laughs> so we might just be Jen and David this one, I don't know. Yeah, since I ate ice cream for dinner, maybe. Yeah, she says she uh, she just finished ice cream for dinner. Um, so, okay, and then um, and then we have Moab. And so, um, for those of you who hadn't heard, I, you know, we were planning on doing the Triple Crown. Um, and as of right now, the Bigfoot 200 and Tahoe 200 are still a go. But uh, Candace gave us the option to defer to next year. And with everything the way it is, we decided it would just be wise to go ahead and defer that to next year because I want to get the Triple Crown done. And if any one of those, um, you know, fell off, it wouldn't be a Triple Crown. And so I deferred both of those to next year, but I kept Moab because they're already doing races in that area in Utah. And so I feel it's pretty safe that that race is going to happen. And so I'm going to do that this year. And then next year, um, I'll just have to sign up for Moab because I've got the other two deferred. And we'll do all three and get her done. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And so uh, besides that, I mean, the only other thing, I think we got Route 66 um, that that's supposed to happen, you know, whenever it is supposed to be November sometime into November. Yes. And so we're hoping to, you know, these are our, our local Oklahoma marathons that we, we like to do. There's the Pumpkin Holler 100 in October. There's too. also Pumpkin Holler 100 in October. Jen may run something there. Uh, I'm not, that'll be the, I think it's that, that's the week after Moab. I'll be, I'll be there cheering on or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll be, uh, be running that one um and maybe helping some folks out doing some coaching so i might be there helping them at aid stations or doing whatever i just love being around all the racing going on um and i needed to make mention i I talked about the um the tulsa urban ultra and um that i think kathy just put sign up for that if anybody's interested in doing uh, a tour of Tulsa, 25 miles, four times on foot. And you can also do like a 20, there's a marathon, 50 miles, 75 mile, and 100 mile. And uh, I believe you put the sign up for that. And that's September, end of September, I believe, maybe 28th or something like that. So, yeah, anybody's interested in that, man, that's, it's cool. You get to see a lot of the cool areas of Tulsa and you get to run on a lot of concrete. <laughs> so it's really fun. Start and finish is at Runner's World store. So good stuff. Um, yeah. So what else we got going on, Jen? Let's see. That's it. We got, we thought we caught COVID last week and we got tested, but we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we found out we were someone who we were around, a, a friend, didn't realize that they, they hadn't had symptoms or anything until the next day and they found out that they were 
they had the COVID and so we had to get tested but luckily we were blessed and we didn't have it so even though we both in our minds made up symptoms because oh. I was pretty sure I couldn't breathe and um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was, I was the same my sinuses were messed up because of the Sahara dust whatever else we're going to have in 2020 and 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 then uh yeah it was crazy and I was, I was, I was, my chest was tight. I was having trouble breathing. I was like, oh yeah, we got it. Yeah. We got it. But yeah, we didn't. So we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Other than that, just doing short people softball. Yeah. We got a lot of softball stuff going on with the kiddos and, uh, just life, man. Life is, life can get busy. I think we got spoiled a little bit during the shutdown cause it was nice having, things being low key and being home and having time to just be and exist. And, um, you know, now that some things are ramping back up, like when you told me we got a double for seven years old, we got a double header softball game tomorrow night. And I'm just like, ah, well, that's thanks to COVID too, because okay. they had to condense the season into six weeks. Okay. Gotcha. So, so, but so, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it was nice to just be and not have to rush around and, and be places we could just be home. And that's pretty cool. Um, you know, we, and, and things are still, things are still slowing down. Still got, you know, things could be pulled back. We could be quarantined again. Who knows? I don't know. But, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to getting back to doing some, a little bit of racing and, um, just doing that stuff. Um, so, um, Jen is, we talked a little bit before about Tahoe 200 and how Jen did such a good job of crewing me. Um, from what I'm reading in Moab, it's going to be pretty interesting, but, um, what I'm hearing is you, there are times when you can go actually back to the start finish and sleep. You know, we got, we got a place to stay there. You'll be able to go back in between when you see me because of the way it is. But there's some pretty like interesting roads I heard that you got to go through to get to aid stations and stuff. So that'll be, uh, that'll be, I'll be curious. It'll be curious to hear your adventures after I'm done. Well, as long as it's not heights, which I think that's what it is. I'm okay. But like that was what was bad with Western states. It's like you're on this little rickety bus going on a one day, one lane road up the mountains. And I was pr- pretty sure I was going to die then too. And then I had to white knuckle driving the car. It was terrible. It was just terrible. So Jen, Jen developed as an adult, she developed a fear of heights and she can't remember anything that happened or anything. She just started getting really scared yeah, of heights. And I hate them. And so... Uh, but that just shows you how much I love you. That's right. Because <laughs> that's scary. So I might come back from Moab without a wife and a truck. Is <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom of a cliff? <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> even funny no we'll, we'll we'll look there i think some of the uh aid stations are pretty rough and we'll we'll space it out to where you don't have to be at those i got we'll it we'll see we'll figure it out whatever but what if she always takes care of me mm-hmm. i don't need you to make things easy for me <laughs> well and so uh everybody needs out there uh those of you who are prayers and you pray for Jen because I don't know if you are two years ago, she fell down the stairs and uh, she punctured her lung. Um, she was holding Autumn and she was trying to protect Autumn and she you know, hit the stairs pretty hard. And so she cracked some ribs, punctured her lung. And she's having some issues with her ribs whenever she exercises. And now that come, I mean, this is two years ago. So she's having issues with that. That's it's just hurting her. And I guess how long ago did you have foot surgery last july last july she had foot surgery um she had some martin's neuroma really big martin's neuroma the doctor said and then did something else to straighten out her toe or something that had some issues and so she had foot surgery so she's been having some some stuff man and so she's been having trouble getting back into running and and working out and doing stuff and so uh y'all say a little prayer for jen to get better so she can she can be doing some of these things. Yeah, some of my 
reasons for not running even have to do with my health, but most of them don't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's it's hard to get the motivation once you've once you've. I mean, I don't have. I don't even have a base now. Um, I ran bases at Autumn's practice yesterday, and I think I injured my hip. <laughs> She broke a hip. I think, yes. But um, but yeah. So it's it's hard to get remotivated because I know I'm starting back at the very, very bottom. Yeah. And you know when you have some buddy in the house that's like up at the butt crack of the morning every morning and just so disciplined and looks at you when you're eating your ice cream for dinner and like. <laughs> judgmental look on their face. <laughs> I don't give you judgmental looks. <laughs> I do not do that. Hey, baby, you're not eating very healthy lately. <laughs> well, I did tell you that tonight. I was like, come on, come on, trying to get back on it. Just trying yes. to encourage you. Trying yes, to- but um, hoping that I, I will find motivation from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's one of the things, like when I had my knee surgery, that's one of the reasons I tried to keep doing something because I, I didn't, you know, just trying to, I didn't want to, I just want to keep the habit, you know, that habit of doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like early mornings, mornings yeah. anyhow, so. Yeah, you see, what's crazy is, I remember when we were, when we were dating, when we were talking, like, you would, you would get on that treadmill late at night, like, we'd talk until 10, 10 30 at night, and then you were going to get, you get on the treadmill to run your miles, and you see, I can't do that at night, like, I just the nights I'm, I'm terrible about afternoon stuff i guess if i had to i would but i like i just like the way i'm wired i get up and and i'll get up and do it you know and um my body doesn't want to cooperate it that in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> it's got to warm up a little bit no nope, because t- we talked about doing crossfit early in the morning and it does it's not gonna yeah. ever happen at lunch so i can just go back to work with that fragrance <laughs> yeah and it's just the hard thing for me for doing workouts or runs at lunch or in afternoons this is always something comes up like and that's that's one of the reasons i like my mornings because that's my mornings you know i just sacrifice sometimes i'm tired but i know i'm gonna get it done because man it, it just in the afternoons i mean I might be able to get it done eight out of ten times but like you know, with the kids and everything else, it's just stuff comes up, you know? I, I appear to require a lot more sleep than you do, anyhow. It's just, <laughs> and I read it's somewhere, you a delicate and I read somewhere that women require more sleep than men. And okay. it's probably because of our maternal, some, some crap like that. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm not just lazy per se. Okay. Um, not lazy, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little lazy, but I'm not lazy, lazy <laughs> per se. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that's part of it. Well, I was just wired this way. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's giving, if you could see her face, she's like, try, like she's trying to convince me and her at the same time. <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, like night owl, my brother's a night owl. Uh, he's actually getting better. He's, he's up. He's not as early as I am, but uh, I never understood, you know, how you could just, some people just can be productive up late, but if I'm up late, it's not productive. It's just bleh. You know, I, in the mornings when I get up, that's when I'm focused, when I can, when I do my, when I read my Bible, when I can, you know, well, I used to be focused right away. Now I got to have my cup of coffee and take a little bit and then, but then I'm, I'm focused and I can get stuff done and kind of plan my day. Studies have shown <laughs> that. You, is there a footnote? You going to show me a footnote? I, I think it was in, I can't give credit to anybody right now, okay, but all right. a study <laughs> that I read shows that people that actually get up earlier and, and exercise exercise are more successful there are more millionaires that get up early in the morning and and exercise before work than not millionaires that well yeah i I read a lot and listen to tim ferris and uh that's one of the common things that most of the successful people he's interviewed that they have they get up early and have a time in the morning where they kind of plan their day and reflect some some call it prayer some pray some meditate whatever but I'm just buying my lottery tickets and that's, that's how I'm going to be a millionaire because 
you get up early and we're not rich yet yet yeah okay working on it okay working on it you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah life life is life is life you know and we all we all have to figure out how to you know where our priorities are and how to get done what we want to get done and it's it's you know when you got families you got little kids and you got um you just got things and we're involved in in church and choir and you know we got a lot of a lot of different things we a lot of irons in the fire, yeah. And so we've got to you got got to balance it, and uh, just got to figure you out have priorities. And yep, that's it. Just, but it's never boring. It's never boring. That's right. No. Sometimes boring would be good. Ah, uh, yeah. But you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. But you know what? It's awesome. We we have a, a partnership. We get to walk through this together, and you know, just Jen supports me and my craziness and when i say i'm gonna run 100 miles she's like cool when i say i'm gonna run 200 miles she's like uh okay cool and when i say i'm gonna do a podcast she's like okay and when i say i'm gonna start doing all these things she's like okay yes <laughs> well, i guess your newest thing that you're taking on would be you're gonna start doing some coaching yeah yeah i'm gonna start well i just um I enjoy helping people and, and, you know, th there's always that, that thought in your head, like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't coach anybody, you know, what do I know? But then, you know, when I start thinking, you know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. I've got a lot of experience. I know, I mean, I've got 13 races of a hundred miles or more. I've got a whole bunch of, I've got almost 30 total ultras, 20 something marathons and, and so I've gotten I've gotten to do a lot, and I kind of know you know the work that needs to be put in to do it. So I, th I think you'd be a good coach for someone who'd listen to you. <laughs> and well, you know, part part of what I, I like I like helping people achieve their goals, and I like trying to motivate people. You know, I want people. I like when people realize that hey, I can do this. You know, like I can't. I don't know I just like when people the light goes on and people say I, I think I can run 100 miles or I think I can do a 50k or I think I can whatever it is you know I like when people start believing in themselves because that ability is there because you're the giving spirit you're not a self-absorbed person that posts five times a day where they um, ran and <laughs> puts more selfies on Facebook than a teenage girl <laughs> anyhow <laughs> hey Jennifer <laughs> <laughs> but but no I really do I really do and that's one of the reasons like I do I do the podcast because I like it I, and, but I you know I like that it encourages people and that's one of the reasons I started doing the midweek motivation because I, I got things I'm dealing with and I like sharing them and you know I've gotten input from people that hey man that's what I needed to hear and so I really like that and and I can't you know we've got got a full-time job I've got a lot going on and so you know if, I guess if I could I would you know I would coach for free and I do help a lot of people out with advice I love doing that but you know um to be to be fair to my my family and all that I, you know I need to charge for coaching services so uh anyway um if anybody's interested go to the website and check it out there's a there's a tab there for coaching services and I'll probably just take on a few people to start and uh you know, make sure I'm not overextending myself, make sure I'm doing justice to coaching and justice to my family. And then we'll go from there. But I'd love to help anybody out. That's, that's either somebody that's, that's done races and wants to try to take it to the next level, you know, has done some ultras or somebody who's just interested in doing their first, whatever, you know, I mean, even if somebody just wants to get off the couch and train for a 5k, I'll help you. But you know, if you want to do something, 50k marathon, Hundred miles, whatever. Two hundred miles. You, I, I, all, all I had ever done was a five k. That's right. Yeah. So when I met Jen at the airport, <laughs> um, she was wearing a shirt that said twenty six point two. And I thought so it was a radio station. She, she thought it was a radio station. <laughs> like an AM radio station. So she was posing and she didn't even know it. She was all acting like she ran a marathon, but she was in shape. She had been doing CrossFit and she was, she was, she was, was running. Huh? She was running and doing CrossFit. She yeah. was, she was pretty ripped up and, and, uh, so she was, she was in shape. I could tell she was an athlete, but, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. She had that. <laughs> and then, so, so since then she's run, um, you know, she's run some longer distances. She ran an accidental 25 K at a pumpkin holler <laughs> that was supposed to be a 10 K, but she missed the turnaround. <laughs> and then, uh, she's done a couple marathons. I like the half though. And, and she likes the half marathons. That's her, that's because, her favorite. Because I finish my half about the same time you finish your full so it just works it just works there you go <laughs> but you know and, and if you're enjoying it that's good it yeah. is therapeutic yeah i, I think every, all of us are nicer when we get our exercise in yeah i've got to i don't know it's something about it you know i've been doing the run streak this i'm into my second year of doing just two miles a day and that i don't know that just helps me to um you know, even on my days I don't run and do two miles, I just know I'm going to run. And it, I don't know, it just, it helps me, helps me mentally. Remember when I started that with you and I made it to February? <laughs> <laughs> you did start that with me, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Of the same. You were going to do a mile or, or I was going to do a mile every day and then I made it from January to February. <laughs> <laughs> but I got that. I, you I can start that again. Going for me. There you go. Hey, it's not too late to start again. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for January to come around. Oh, it's gonna start right now. So you can start in July. It's the middle of the year. Starts the seventh. Yeah. Start the yeah. January. January. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's too hot right now. It's too hot. Yeah, it is hot. It's hot and it's dusty and, and the it's murder not hornets are coming to get and below ninety. COVID's everywhere and we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to get below ninety for the next week. Well, and so, but you got to start getting some miles in because we do have some races. Those races coming up that you're gonna run in, so you got to start getting your base back. Little at a time. It's all about the base, about the base. No lazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty in that. Well, Jen, before we, um, you know, we kind of got talked all over the place here, but that's okay. I don't care, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, any, is there anything else that we got going on that, 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 you know, that we need to talk about? Talked about coaching. We talked about races coming up. Um, I'll just be glad when things get back to uh, when life when gets, COVID's over and everything kind of settles down a little bit. I don't want life to completely go back no. to how it was before, but I would, I mean, I'd like them to stop canceling, having to cancel races. Yeah. And because you runners are hard to live with when you're... <laughs> Way, you might need to explain that. I'm, well, not just you... All your whiny fr- no, <laughs> no, just but it's it's very disappointing when yeah. these people are putting all the training in only to find out that their race is not going to happen. It's hard to stay motivated then. So, and I know that is the least of the worries with this right, COVID right. stuff. Um, but you got you know it's it's just you can focus on that instead of dying. Yeah, well, it's been it's been um, it's been crazy. I mean, this weekend when we're this past weekend uh, would have been Western States and you know, people who finally got in and couldn't run it. And then um, it was supposed to be bad water. Bad coming water. Up. And then, you know, so many of my, you know, the Jenkins brothers up in Wales and, and uh, I don't think, I don't know if Walker was going to be running it. I had just a lot of people who were training for it and getting ready to do it. And, um, and you know, the earthquake, <laughs> earthquake at the Whitney portal messed it up. So if COVID didn't mess it up, but an earthquake did. It's it's just I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Camille Camille Camille's, was gonna be running it. Yeah, she said she took a nap she, and she took a nap woke and, up and it was canceled. Yeah, man. And so um, you know, the cool thing is someone like a uh, um, uh, Reese Jenkins. I saw he posted he's gonna be doing an FKT across Wales, eight hundred and sixty something miles across Wales to raise money for some charities. So he's like, yeah, he's been doing sauna training like crazy and so uh people are finding alternatives and there's a lot it was cool you know there's a lot of people doing the the vol state race the the virtual Mm -hmm. um you know just miles miles and miles but all virtual and keeping track of it which is cool people are finding ways to stay motivated but it's you know it's not the same i could have done that vol state race and i would have had the miles in because i'm doing the training but i i I don't know. It was just something about I didn't want to. I want to train for something specific. Yeah, and that tri- the triathlon, uh, triathlon yeah, that got yeah. canceled. Iron I know Man a lot of people Tulsa. were bummed about that. Yeah, we finally got we got Ironman in Tulsa, 
everybody was pumped up. I had a lot of uh, Kathy that we talked about and his other uh, running friends were training on bikes and swimming and all that mm-hmm. stuff to do it. And, uh, and it got canceled. So it's just a lot of, and then you, the craziness is next year. I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of races lined up for next year that have been deferred the triple crown, uh, plus the, the North, um, North Fork 50 mile, which is training for triple crown. Um, and we've got and a, we were going to work at Leadville to hope to get into next year's. Yeah. I'll be in a silver rush 50 miler next year. Cause that was, yeah. So anyway, it's yeah, I got, I got about a mess everything up. I got, mm. Most of my races next year are already paid for. So that's cool. <laughs> hopefully Lord willing, this is over with and yep. We can get back to it, but uh, so I guess you know with COVID it was nice to slow down and appreciate life and and some things. But it was if we could have had that part, but still be able to race, it have been that have been perfect. perfect. (laughs) Time to train, time to do all the training we want to do, and then be able to. Oh man, that'd have been good. But you know, yep, life is the way it is. We, you know, we're blessed. We're we've we've got uh we've got our health, we've got our family, we got a roof over our heads. And, uh, you know, we're really blessed. And so, uh, we really can't complain. That's just, uh, I guess, I don't know, first world problems, you know, eh. <laughs> we can't complain too much. Not really. So, well, I think we're gonna, we'll leave it at that. I thought this would be a good time for, um, I wanted to give a race report for the, the run. Okay. And I thought it'd be a good time for Jen and I to chat a little bit. And so, uh, anyway, Hope you guys weren't too bored with our rambling, um, but I appreciate you listening. Appreciate um, just all you guys' uh, support with the podcast. Um, hey, and by the way, I, I did put up a, a Patreon. If you enjoy listening to the Run the Riot podcast and you want to support the podcast, you know, it costs. It all comes out of my pocket, um, you know, but I enjoy doing it. But if you want to be a part of it, feel free patreon you can give a dollar a month or two a month or you can give a hundred a month i don't care you know whatever if you want to support the podcast um you know feel free um definitely not necessary but but uh if, you, if you'd like to help go ahead and do that and um you heard the sponsors at the beginning um of the podcast man check those out those are good folks they're helping out um uh, with different things and so um, anyway, just appreciate you listening. Hope you're encouraged and hope you're getting some miles in. And uh, Jen, you want to say bye? Bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Take care.